1: The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com.
0: Good morning, good morning. Wake up and stop yawning. It's R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J. James, pleasure. Edwin Hafner. Without further ado... It's time to talk some more Cowboys. Time to talk more football in general. I got some football questions for Mr. Todd Archer of NFL ESPN Insider. Todd, how you doing this fine Tuesday morning? You still in uh, – where are you at right now? You- it's
1: Tuesday. I'm home. Okay. It's Tuesday. Yeah,
0: okay, because I just talked to Clarence. He's down in New Orleans, so I didn't I, – but I forgot. He had, that's, that's college stuff with him. I didn't know. I don't know if you went to the game as well. So, no, you're at home. No,
1: no, no. I, stay, I, I don't make the big bucks Clarence make. So Stop I it. Stop it. it.
0: Stop it. Hey, man, let's talk football. I guess before we get to the Cowboys game, obviously, we're going to get there and all the controversy and everything. And then, of course, coming into this week, now that the position they sit in, I guess at some point, Ty, we're going to have to believe what Philly's showing us, right? We just got to believe that they're just, I mean, they feel so much like Minnesota from last year to me.
1: And I think we're we're hesitant to say that though because we remember last season they, they right. went to the Super Bowl right so you, they they get a a benefit of the doubt that you think well okay they'll eventually figure it out they went to the Super Bowl last year and you're right they've what, what is it now four or five that they lost right and at, at home to the Cardinals like okay the Cowboy, Cowboys lost the Cardinals <laughs> in Week three and that's bad and it was on the road least, I guess it wasn't at home like <laughs> but. I mean, it, it, would it surprise us if the if the Eagles lose to the Giants? I guess not I mean, at this point. But yeah, so but if you're the Cowboys, you have none of that in your head, and you're thinking just beat Washington. This is we we talked a couple of times during the year, right? Like this is one of those win it three to two games, and you don't care. Win this one three to two, man. Like it's just about <laughs> winning the division, getting the two seed. And getting the playoffs healthy, like it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no pretty points for this one. I,
0: but this is Washington season, though, right? I mean, they haven't they haven't done a damn thing, and I don't know how long. But it would make their season to win this game.
1: I hear you because we always think of the rivalry, and we want Dallas from the Washington fans and all that kind of stuff. But having these guys kind of checked out, like yeah, I think how so. Long, I mean. So, I, I covered a Bengals team, what was it, in the mid to late 90s, and there was always a rumor that guys had their cars started in the fourth quarter, <laughs> so it was warm by the time they got in when the, season, when, the when the game ended. So, there, there could be some of that going on in Washington as well.
2: Don't they have visions of Caleb Williams and Drake May j- dancing in their head yeah, anyway? I think
1: so. Okay, so... If, <laughs> Yes, right. If you're the if you're the owner, if you're the the president, if you're the coach, you might not be there again. You want to win the game, <laughs> if if for no other reason, to mess over the team that's about to fire you.
2: A la Lovey Smith. So,
1: Lovey, right? <laughs> yeah, we saw it last year, and now kind of worked out for them, though. Worked
2: out it? very well.
0: Todd Archer, NFL ESPN reporter covering the Dallas Cowboys. Now, speaking of that game, Todd, first of all, what a crazy game, a competitive game. game. Yeah, crazy game, competitive game, but I guess we got to talk officials. I mean, I, I feel like we talk about the officiating so much in the NFL this season, and I don't know if we're prisoner of the moment. I think it's they've always had their issues. We've always had some controversy, but how many times have you seen anything like that?
1: Not like that. And, and there's there there, there's been times where like referees call stuff. And you're like, well, that dude's just inventing a penalty. <laughs> and, and so, so like that tripping call to me, it's like, oh. And and and, and I, I wanted to ask McCarthy this, but like, okay, my, my daughter played club soccer, right? Mm-hmm. And like the two teams had to wear different color socks. So the referee could tell the difference. Well, I'm wondering if, like, okay, both teams had white pants on. Did that throw the official off the side judge? I think it was Sarah Thomas who threw the flag. Did that throw her off that she just saw white pants and assumed, like, well, why would the, the angle and, like, maybe it was the Cowboys guy that, that tried to trip him? But I'll go back to I know I said this to y'all early in the season. Right. Make everything reviewable. Mm-hmm. Everything. You still only get two challenges, mm-hmm. so it's still up to the coach on when to use it. But if you challenge that call and say, wait a minute, that wasn't my guy who tried to trip him, that was the other guy, because that changed the entire, we're not talking about the two-point plays, the ineligible receiver catching the ball, Uh, we're we're not talking about the second and 14 play call, we're not talking about any any of that, because that first down run changes everything. It changes how many timeouts, it changes the clock management, all of that, so that call was really, eh, it wasn't as bad, but led to the 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 uh, mess that we saw at the end of the game. Now I will say before we get to the mess at the end of the game, hey Cowboys defense man, it's two weeks in a row where you had the game on the line and you didn't get a stop. You yep. so know that that yep. can't happen.
0: You're right, and I don't think we're because it's such a controversial call. We're not talking about that enough. And again, that's a game that. They could have lost, but they did win. But what was Dan Campbell trying to prove? We're not—I don't think we're talking about that enough either. He, he had three opportunities, Todd, to change his mind and rethink that, and he went for it three times in a row. What—what is—what is he trying to prove at that point? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he's—he's he's, a he's trying to instill confidence in his team. I think he engendered some faith in his team that they believe in him. That he went for it. The first one I totally get. He yep. just went and zip, zip, zip right down the field. There was no resistance by the Cowboys. Go and win the game. That, then you get the 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 penalty. It's back at the what is it? The seven or whatever, right? Kick the PAT and mm-hmm. go to overtime. But then when the Cowboys jump offside, you get it back to the three and a half. Go for it. I'm I'm okay going for it again. Now I'm not throwing it to 82. I'm throwing it to the other tight end who just lit up the Cowboys on that drive and finding a way to get him the ball. Um, but you know one thing about that first uh, two point play where Decker is wide open well if the if the officials announced 68 is eligible the Cowboys would have had somebody over 68 not over 70 now you can argue why they have somebody over 70 anyway when he was lined up at where he was where he's ineligible to go catch the pass but that we're just assuming that the Cowboys would have been faked out again if they announced Decker properly and that's what I think happened I think the official well, 70's running towards me, and see, I'm not listening to him. I'm going to look at that guy. He's reported the whole time. So I think the official messed up, and maybe didn't know he messed up, uh, because in the heat of the moment, he panicked. Um, but if they don't 68, the Cowboys are going to put somebody over him to guard him.
2: Todd, Fair. Tyler Smith may have may be playing the best on the offensive line this season, and when I hear complete terror of your plantar fascia, I... Immediately thought horrible things. How is that a good thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, the 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 body is an incredible thing. Sometimes, like, why do we have an appendix? No one knows. We just had it, and it <laughs> kind of evolved. Um, but I, I think with the with this, the way it's explained to me, if you completely tear it, you're not suffering little tears anymore going forward, and it's that that pain, the nerves, all that kind of stuff. So this is completely torn. You can't tear it worse. It's already <laughs> torn, so it's it's a pain issue. It's a functional strength issue that I think they can do some things with his with the tape of his foot to make it possible to play. Um, I honestly don't know if he will play this week, but I, I would I would doubt we would. Well, let me word this right away. way. <laughs> I think there's no chance. Wait a minute. I got to word it. To, there's He's absolutely playing in the playoffs. Let me put it that way. Mm, I see I where you're working. I see, you working. I see you working. <laughs> uh, that, I see you working. But I've often asked the question when guys have had this, I'm like, well, if a complete tear is better, why don't you just cut open the guy's foot and snip the thing all the way and then sew him up and he misses just a week as opposed <laughs> to like a four-week injury if it's a if it's just a partially torn one. But, yeah, it's – I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express, but that's the, uh, the 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 minor league doctor in me right there to give you the answer.
0: Uh, look, Todd, in these parts down here in San Antonio, I've been labeled a McCarthy apologist, and so it may come off as this right now as well. When I look at the production that he's getting from his run game as a whole, no matter who's no matter who's on the offensive line, no matter who's running the ball, it's just, it hasn't been good. So when people when I'm getting texts and tweets. Man, your boy McCarthy's play calling, and he should be able to run the ball. Run the ball, like run the ball. How? To who? <laughs> to where? Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, well, they should be running the clock out. How? Yeah, Tony Pollard had sixteen carries of forty nine yards. Like, that's less than four yards per carry. How is he supposed to run the clock out? He's calling plays to me according to what he's been dealt with. Or is that apologies?
1: And so we're talking about second and fourteen, right? There's yes. The last <laughs> yeah, we're talking. So, yeah, just as a. Yeah, go ahead. So, this is what I've been able to surmise. Everything you just said is right. It's like, what, what play did you want them to run there? Because they couldn't, I mean, they had six negative, excuse me, six negative runs, I think, in the game? Yes. Well, if you had a negative, now, I guess, okay, the clock runs, if they're, but they're still calling a timeout. It's maybe pushing you back in f- field goal range. And, and I, know, I realize you have Brandon Aubrey. Uh, but I, I asked Dak this after the game about that play, and he said, that was my fault. Oh. It wasn't McCarthy wasn't calling the play to be a shot play to Brandon Cooks the way Dak threw it. It was a completion play, easy completion. If you if you look, Ferguson's open, CD Lamb's open, and, and and Dak took a shot. He he thought he had a play there, and he you know he was praying when that so throw was in the air that it was landing out of bounds the way that it did. Mm. Um, but I'm with you. I, I think too much of play calling is when we complain about it, it's like, well, that play didn't work. You should have run that play. Yeah. Without putting any context to it. And I think the context is what we just added to it right there as to why that makes sense, as to why McCarthy called the, the pass in that situation. Dak has to do a better job of understanding the situation that maybe even a sack in that deal is better than an incompletion because either the clock's running or you're forcing them to use their timeout. Now, again... If I'm just going to sit there and say, oh, "Hey, take the sack," well, then run the ball and lose two yards too is is an option. But I, I, I'm I'm a, I understand the coach's thinking because of everything you just said. They couldn't run the ball all day. They knew they were going to run the ball, or you know, they presumably thought they were going to run the ball, so they would have been prepared for it. Get an easy completion, get six yards, turn second and fourteen into third and seven, third and eight, and you got a much better chance on third down than, than what they would have had. But again. Don't have a tripping fade
2: Phantom tripping family, <laughs> and They're not even in that situation.
1: Exactly,
2: uh, Todd. I look at you know the MVP race and I see. Here we go. Uh, look, I I I, I understand if you're that it's it, not Lamar. Then we don't. No, no. Anyway. I, I understand you, it's Lamar. But when we talk about the conversation and we've talked about Tyreek and at times we talked about Micah earlier <laughs> in the year. Dak was a, at one point, but I've I've seen Dak. And he is absolutely at his best the same way Tua is when C.D. is cooking. And could there be, maybe not MVP, but Offensive Player of the Year consideration for what C.D. Lamb has done this season?
1: Um... (laughs) Consideration, sure, we can consider it, and then we'll vote for Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill and Lamar Jackson, and we'll consider it. We'll consider yeah, all we'll of consider, it. We'll consider, right? Um, but I, he's had an unbelievable season. Obviously, the best statistical season in, in Cowboys history for a receiver. Um, but I, I, I do think you raise a good point in that the seeding get over. I hate the whole underappreciated or underlooked or all that kind of stuff. Uh, when it comes to the great receivers, like I think he does. Why is CD not in that handful? Mm-hmm. And maybe he is, and we just don't see it as much because we're around it, around him more than other guys. But you know, it, it's like they don't. They talk about Justin Jefferson. They'll talk about uh, Tyreek. They'll talk about Devonte Adams, and then maybe then maybe like four, five, six, they'll get the CD. But this is a dude from when he got here to now. Every year, his receptions have increased. And it wasn't like he caught 25 passes his rookie year. (laughs) I think he caught 77. 77, yeah,
0: 77.
1: Right. So like, this guy has put up numbers since he got here. I don't know how you build on, what is he at now? 120 or whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you build upon that going into his fifth year, but he certainly picked the best time to have his best season when he knows the contract extension is coming his way. That's Todd Archer, NFL reporter for ESPN. Todd,
0: as always, man, I appreciate you and I look forward to talking to you after they lock this up for beating the Commanders.
1: Sounds great. Happy New Year, guys.